Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. It is great to be joining you for another episode of Untapped Potential. This is our number one spot for stopping by every week to get energized and powered up for the week ahead and to remind ourselves of the important life goals that we have set for ourselves for this year. We all have those New Year's resolutions. Some of us, we don't call them New Year's resolutions, but we all have goals that we have in mind for ourselves to just enhance our lives, to move our lives forward. So whatever goal that you're working on, whatever personal goal that you have set out for yourself, whether it is to lose weight, to go back to school, to find a new, new career, um, this is the place that we stop by to remind ourselves of those life goals and to sort of create that to-do list and work on checking off all the items on that to-do list to help us to get to that goal. So welcome to the program. This is Untapped Potential for today, uh, April 18th, 2023. Imagine there is only one more week left in April. So as always, the time is quickly speeding by. Uh, we like to start the program on a note of gratitude. So what are you grateful for today? And keep in mind, if you cannot find anything to be grateful for, we always like to remind ourselves that we are grateful because we woke up this morning. Many people did not have an opportunity to get yet another day. So every morning when Sophia and I are on the way to school, we say our prayers and then our favorite prayer is to say Thank you, Lord, for another day. Bless and guide and protect us on our way because we have to be grateful. We have to be grateful for each and every day that we are blessed with. So I hope that you're grateful for life. I, I hope that you have a, a loving family, a supportive friends. So there is still so much to be grateful for despite the very dark world that we live in. So again, welcome to the program. We have another great uh, conversation for you. Last week, we talked about doing the second part of toxic masculinity, but you know, we have so much content that I thought that uh, with uh, toxic masculinity already posted on Push Past and the video of the program that you can simply tune in to the rest of the program that we did not include an untapped potential last week. So again, if you want to continue listening to the episode that we had on uh, toxic masculinity as gender roles continue to change, you can simply log on to pushpast10.com, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0.com, and the video is our featured video for the week. And while you're there, don't forget to click on the YouTube channel for our, all our great content, and don't forget to click on the past episodes podcast to uh if you missed any episode along the way. So this week we have another in uh important conversation for you. Uh we are looking at as 
prices continue to rise, how can we maintain a healthy lifestyle? So we all know that inflation is real, but there is still some room for government intervention by way of regulating prices, especially in Dominica. So we looked at uh, recently in a program, we looked at rising prices and the need to continue to maintain our health, especially when we look around and we see that many non communicable diseases. Many NCDs are on the rise. So in Dominica, we see uh, the rising rates of cancer, diabetes, stroke. Uh, so we are very concerned and that happens everywhere. Yes, I know, but we're, our focus is always on our island home on Dominica. So that is going to continue to be our focus. So we had a great program recently on that topic. So I thought I would bring you uh, the first part of the interview from that uh, program. And keep in mind, we won't have a tip of the week this week because I want us to include as much of the program as possible. So we will get back to our tip of the week next week. So we always like to start with a great song and with the Lenten season behind us. It is back to our Calypso, back to all the other great music. I hope you enjoyed all the reggae music we played during Lent because we take Lent very seriously and it is a time of reflection, a time uh, a time of, uh, you know, just a calming it down, uh, taking it down a notch. But now we are back full swing into our Calypso, Buyo, Soka music, all the music that makes the Caribbean great. So let's enjoy this number from King Dice, one of my all-time favorites, a song entitled Decale, which in English means to destroy. So let us enjoy this number from King Dice, a song entitled Decale, and then stay tuned. We will go right into the program on rising food costs and the need to continue to eat well and to maintain our health. And you will certainly want to stay tuned until the end of the program because we already have an important announcement which transpired during this program. So take a listen, enjoy this number, enjoy the interview, and then stay tuned for the end of the program for a big announcement. So stay tuned. Nothing local. They glad to see RSSD. 
declare war on us. Rosco Barbados and parts of people still taking blows. Is that they want? And then when they're done to their dirty work, they return to whence they come from as if it's a whole big show. Like they come to their Eventually, they go need this country, and then they go see how they can go bounce back and take all of them, my God. continue to rise how can we improve and maintain healthy eating habits and our general health so guys as we begin the conversation let us just talk about your observations some of those rising prices that you you are seeing because we know that you work very closely with um, food with planting with herbs so let us just talk about some of the observations that you have made along the way so bushman i know you may have to leave us um early this evening so let us begin with you again you're muted all right i think i'm live yes okay <laughs> thanks again um <clears throat> you know uh, I have to start with, uh, you know, COVID-19, the effects it had and still having um, on, on everything, uh, food supply, supply and demand, the food markets, you know, and, and that that took a toll on, you know, on, on the, the fact that food prices, you know, just just uh, got really high, higher than usual, higher than normal. And I believe that led to, you know, food insecurity and mm -hmm. poverty, you know, in many, many uh, developing countries and even countries that, you know, are emerging. You know, um, I believe there were also, and I believe, you know, we all could attest to the, the ongoing complications from COVID-19 pandemic and the supply chain disruptions as well. We, we all follow the news. Uh, we saw that uh, food supply was uh, really slow at, at certain times. Um, at certain instances, it came to a bottleneck kind of situation where, you know, things were not moving. Things were not being exchanged. And then, what really uh, put the nail in the coffin 
was that somewhere in the mid 2021, you know, we saw a sudden spike in rising prices of goods and services. And that caused inflation to shift, <laughs> not on the good side, but shift on the on the bad side. And you know, that had me in particular realizing that this is going to be a long haul. All right, long haul and a very disconcerting experience, you know, which might linger for quite some time, even becoming the norm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amma? Um, well, prior to COVID, I had already started gardening. And um, like Bushman said, um, before that, I was always posting on Facebook, um, even be- before I came super health conscious, as to how to make a meal under $10. I was always trying to make meals under $5, under $10. Um, I was even looking at some of the posts in preparation for this um, live, and I saw that I was making meals for under $5 for my family. And somewhere now, I have to post under $10 (laughs) for my family. That's about what it costs to make a meal, $10 to $15 for the family, depending on what you're cooking. So I had no clue about the rising prices because that summer I was gardening very intensely and we were eating nearly everything from the garden. So I wasn't paying attention to the food prices. You know, we just got the basic stuff from the store. And then, um, and my partner was doing most of the shopping. So I wasn't aware. So then somewhere in the fall when Um, I had to go to the grocery store for some stuff. I was like, no, this is not, this is not true. Everything has basically doubled. I mean, everything Mm -hmm. doubled. And I was like, what? I can't believe we're spending this much on food. I remember coming to America and my brother and I were in college in Ohio and we could, we both, our grocery budget was $50 every two weeks. And when I say $50, I mean, we came out of there with a cart full of stuff. And we weren't, we weren't um, looking for, like, it, it, was, it was a good supply of food. So when I look to where we are now, that's $50 every two weeks. Now, my family spends $150 a week. And, and from what people are telling me, that $150 is on the very low end. It I, is. Talk to colleagues and they're saying that it's more like two, three hundred dollars a week for mm-hmm. food. So that had me thinking like about the shortage. I'm like, how do you survive going forward? Like, what can we do to help ourselves? Especially mm-hmm. if you're in a place like Dominica and we have heavy importation of foods, how do we um sustain our 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 healthy supply of foods and how do we maintain the lifestyle that we've become used to and so this is why i'm so excited about this discussion because i do think i can contribute a little bit because this is something i have always been experimenting with for the longest while so i'm very intrigued yeah, well, I follow you on Facebook, Amma, so I know you will be able to share far more than just a little bit. <laughs> so, Jody, let's keep our fingers crossed that the audio is working, and I want you to tell us about your observations, but I also want you to tell us about the Dominica Herb Association for those of us who are less familiar mm-hmm. with that association. What is it? What does it do? So just kind of tell us a, a little bit more about the association. Sure. You can hear me perfectly now? Excellent. Yay. <laughs> So the Dominica Herbal Association, Business Association, was um, formalized in 2006. Mm. Um, it came off from a Caribbean Herbal Association conference, and the individual islands were sort of um, encouraged to form their own as- island associations. And I think and Dominica was maybe one of the only ones who, up to this day, still have their association running. Um, So we're very proud of that. Um, But one of the main things that we do is to get people who use herbs 
um, who have businesses, especially using our local herbs to come together to form associations so that we can advocate for one another as a collective. Um, and a key component of the association is our flagship store. So I'm sure you've heard of Zeb Quayol. Mm -hmm. It's a store where we promote different businesses that use our traditional herbs as medicine, um, in cosmetic products as well. And um, we have gone a little further from that. And we're also introducing locally made um, products in our store. So once you come to the store, you know that everything on the shelf is locally made. So it's a way to kind of get us together. Um, it helps as well when um, the diaspora come down and they only want local stuff to sort of expose them to the different products that we have in Dominica, especially those geared towards, you know, um, health and wellness and a holistic way of life. Um, so that's what essentially the Herbal Association does. We're also looking to get equipment for those businesses that deal with herbs so we can have like one space where we can dry our herbs, where we can crush and manufacture and produce our, our products from these herbs. So we're just advocating for that and helping our businesses to sort of grow in the herbal industry. I think more than ever, herbs, are, herbs have always been a, a way of life in Dominica. And now we just want to formalize that to get all our herbs, you know, have scientific data on our different herbs here in Dominica and sort of caps encapsulate that so that the future generations can know how to use the herbs and how they benefit all the different um, um, issues that we may have with our health. Yeah, and, and I think this is a great place to start the conversation, um, Jody and everyone, because in my mind, I'm thinking Dominica is supposed to be the nature island of the Caribbean. Okay. Some people say the nature island of the world. So I'm just thinking the Herbal Association is off to a great start with regards to promoting the herb. But why isn't this a major industry? Why isn't the herbs that we're producing in Dominica in abundance? Why hasn't this become a major industry where we are not just selling these products locally, mm -hmm. but we're exporting it to the world? Any thoughts on that, anyone? Well, I think um, I know a couple of people who've been trying to open up um, logistic channels um, from Dominica to the U.S. And one of the um, hurdles that this particular individual have been facing is that some there is no like contract or agreement between our government and the United States as to a process by which things can be manufactured under a set standard and be imported into the U.S. from Dominica. So I know that is a limitation. Um, there's certain other limitations and hurdles that they have on our products in Dominica that there needs to be more aggressive negotiation between, say, Ministry of Agriculture and um, the U.S. Department of Agriculture on clearing our goods through the customs um, logistic channel. So I think I think that's the biggest hurdle for for Dominicans. Um, the other one is shipping. Um, you know, there's not enough volume um, to get into contracts. So, like you know, Amer um, like tropical shipping comes down. They bring in all these barrels with import. That <laughs> that's like really funny. Mm -hmm. um, they bring in all these barrels with all these canned goods that are not good for the population, and then there's nothing to take back. You know, so it's like one way, one way um, trade. There's no real export channels for for us um, from Dominica. So that's yeah. something that we can look at improving through maybe cooperatives coming together and letting the people know that these are things that they can do for themselves. I think most times what I'm getting from Dominica, um, the feedback I'm getting is like everybody is dependent on government to do some 
work for them. But I think if you have a cooperative and if you have a writer that can say, put the, the laws or whatever needs to be done in place and then approach the Ministry of Agriculture and say, hey, this is a bill we need you to pass for us to get this done. I think it's easier for them to look at the proposal and then make it happen versus having to do everything from scratch. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we understand that capitalism and the way it has worked and benefit, benefited the American society is that the onus has always been on the private sector. We tend to think that it is the government driving America, but the government, the government does nothing but just facilitate. The government doesn't run um, Wall Street. The government doesn't run businesses. Um, we pay taxes to government and they develop infrastructure and facilitate capitalism, but they're not necessarily the drivers of the economy. Mm -hmm. So I think that is where we need a little bit more education that we can do those things for ourselves. We can come together in co-ops. We can put those proposals together. We can lobby. We need to develop a culture of lobbying instead of complaining. What can we do to help Jody with Dominica Herb Association? We are the herbalist, you know, can we get them together? How much volume, you know, like she's saying, where's the scientific data that would enable us to have tangible, like real life hard statistics that could point us in that direction versus saying, oh, I want to get my product on the U.S. market. Well, mm -hmm. you're only making 25 packets of peppermint tea. So, I mean, like there's not enough volume to have a ship stop in Dominica for that. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's where the conversation needs to go. Yeah, and I, and I completely agree with you, but we will also talk a little bit um, later about some national policies that need to be in place to facilitate a lot of what we're talking about. And uh, Bushman, I'm going to come to you because I know that you import some of your herbs as well. So I'm just wondering if there's even a potential for a collaboration with the Dominica Herb Association. But Jody, let me um, come to you. And let us just um, let me ask you, is that something that is in consideration? Is the Herbal Association thinking of going national, international, beyond Dominica? Is that something that is being considered? Yes, definitely so. Um, even starting with the equipment that we, um, we got from a grant, grant funding, um, it allows us now to process in bulk. Um, but yes, volume is an issue. We have had discussions where we decided to come together and everyone would sort of schedule their shipments around the same time, produce around the same time so that we can get all products out. But the shipping costs are ridiculously exorbitant. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a lot of the businesses cannot put that bill. So that's where the, the shipping comes in again. So even if we have the volume, the costs of shipping out of Dominica are <laughs> it's, yeah. It's just I mean, I we have to, we are running a business after all. We'd like to share, you know, our herbal knowledge with the world, but in the end, if we don't make a profit, then you know. So mm -hmm. I think we we really need to look at that. And maybe that's where um as as Emma said, the, the lobbying comes into place. Um that's where the association comes in the place where we can we can talk on behalf of our members as mm -hmm. a collective. Um, as well, even the retail shipping, just two weeks ago, um, through my business, I ship out um, through DHL and the shipping costs are so high for retail. So even within our retail businesses, it's only a few businesses that actually have that demand can actually go that route through shipping through FedEx and DHL. So it's something that we have to work on and we have really have to engage the heads that be to sort of find a way to facilitate us through getting um, shipping that is affordable for businesses. 
yeah um, absolutely and, and let me yeah um I'm, I'm coming to you in a minute and let mm -hmm. me just chime in because that is why i continue to say we have all the pieces we just have to put them mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. i'm sure jody you're familiar i think your products are on uh by dominica online.com right so yeah. think of it she is already shipping stuff from dominica she's already receiving mm -hmm. shipments from dominica so this is where i think a national policy can come into play where we have something in place to reduce the shipping cost for bulk mm -hmm. shipping, we have the producers grow more of the product, decide yep. the date for shipping. You see what I'm saying? So we can all line this up. But something else um, Amma's response kind of reminded me of uh, as well is the need for FDA regulations. Because once you decide you're gonna ship food into the US, they take that very seriously. So what are the, what are the FDA? Uh, Food and Drug Administration, for those who are less familiar, what are those regulations here in the U.S.? And there must be something similar in Canada, maybe in the U.K., that we need to look at to ensure that our producers in Dominica can meet those standards. So I think it is all possible if we have a strategic plan. That's why we always talk about strategic action plans on this program, that we have a strategic plan. What needs to be done? What can be done? How can the government assist? How can the private sector assist so that we can get this going? Because that is a major industry. The wellness industry is a billion dollar industry. So why are we as Dominicans, we have not gotten a major piece of that pie. And so this evening we are saying it is possible but there is some work that needs to be done. So, Amel, let me come back to you. And then, Bushman, I haven't forgotten you. I'm coming right back to you. I had a question for Jody. Um, is it possible to ship out of a Caribbean country that probably does bulk? Like, so can you send to, like, St. Lucia? And yeah. then you ship out of St. Lucia because it's cheaper? Yeah. So, actually, I, I have considered that. Well, individually, as for my business, um because there's a boat that travels to most of the caribbean countries so i am thinking of sending to saint thomas and then from there sending to the states so it would be cheaper to do that and yes we can send to saint lucia so the boat actually um goes to saint lucia and other caribbean countries barbados even trinidad so that is something we can look at. I think mm -hmm. there's one person who does it from Trinidad, actually. They send in bulk to Trinidad, and then from there, they send to the United States. Yeah, and that's a great suggestion. Bushman, let me come over to you for your thoughts. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, recently, as, uh, as recent as uh, last November, until this day, I've made two trips to Dominica, two trips. And just to expound on what uh, Jody and Emma said, um, they, they, their part of the conversation is more on a macro level, okay? And it's a daunting task. Mm -hmm. But what I did on um, my last two recent trips was try working this on a micro level Okay, uh, work with some of the uh, farmers on the ground, farmers that I know, and farmers that I met, you know, while I was down there, trying to get produce uh, herbs, you know, specifically herbs, um, herbs like carpenter bush and um, damiana. We have a lot of damiana at, at home, and uh, we have twelve. You know, and, and those those are herbs that uh, that are very, very good for our overall health. So I, I spoke to some farmers and we're trying to get, you know, again, on a micro level, nothing, nothing, nothing huge for starters. And that in itself was a challenge, you know, so I understand uh, where Emma is coming from and I understand where Jody is coming from and their frustration, you know, and, and uh, I don't want to say it was disheartening, but it, it was kind of surprising to me knowing that Dominica has like every herb, 
that we need, you know, for our health. Every, every single herb for everything, for every ailment, every disease, in that it's a struggle. It really is a struggle to get it out of Dominica, all right, to bring it where it's needed. Okay, and uh, it, it was challenging just trying to get to get uh, some of the farmers to understand the need, the need for those herbs overseas, whether you say in America, in London, or in Canada. Okay, there is there is a need for those herbs, and then we have to herbalists like me have to source our herbs, most of our herbs from companies here, hmm. okay, companies here when Dominica, we have all these herbs just sitting, everything's growing wild and no one's really, or no one that I know is really paying attention to this to have, say, we need a half an acre of land, you know, just for carpenter bush, you know, we need two acres of burdock root, you know, and, and we need to start looking at it in that direction, in that perspective, okay? Instead of each person having a little garden, that's understandable, that's for your own, you know, personal use, but how about herbalists who need those herbs to help, you know, clients get well, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I had that conversation with a few of my pharma friends back home, like, look, you, you have to start thinking about it that way and you have to start or you should start you know putting it into action putting that plan into action reserve some land for simi contois just you know you have a whole plot of land just for simi contois another plot of land for lemongrass mm -hmm. you know and and those herbs they don't really need a lot of care really they don't <laughs> you know it's just to make sure that, you know, everything's going good. And uh, so on the, on the micro scale, uh, it's difficult, let alone on the macro scale, I could just imagine the enormous effort that needs to be put in place for that to really happen. And then for, for marketing and uh, everything else, transportation, uh, production to happen. It is a task, and I think it requires, I believe it requires um, partnership from our people down in Dominica and us here overseas, wherever we are. You know, we have to form uh, coalitions. We have to form partnerships. And one of the biggest factors, I believe, that has to play out in this is trust trust we have to trust each other and we have to build mutual uh, understanding and cooperation between uh, people in dominica and the dominicans who live abroad we have to really start there it's a lot of work guys because i've been on the ground and i talked to a lot of people i didn't even have a car in dominica i was riding the bus just talking to people and and you know just getting information and we need more cooperation we we are united we're just not together and i think that that has a lot to play into the fact that we are not actually on top of our game as far as the herbal market is concerned mm -hmm. yes yeah, so i completely agree with you that it can seem like a daunting task but everything begins with a plan. And I think that we're already creating a plan, even from this conversation, because now, thanks to Ama just sharing with Jody, we know, and I know Jody already knows this because she's very business, business savvy. She has her products just about every island and region of the world, right, Jody? So just knowing the idea that maybe it is not possible to ship from Dominica to the US, Canada, the UK, but bulk shipping to the other islands. And then the other thing that comes to mind is that I think that people will be more interested in agriculture when we show the markets. So if through the Herbal Association, Jody and her team are able to show these young people 
Look at the market out there. Look at how much you can earn based on what Bushman is telling us. These herbs are, are, are less labor intensive because we always hear, oh, young people don't want to do agriculture. It's too backbreaking in the hot sun. But if we're telling them, look at the market, look at how much you will earn. And these are products, these are produce that are not going to require as much effort as maybe growing bananas because we have to diversify. We've been talking about the diversifying since I was in high school in the 90s, but we have to diversify. We have to look at maybe other crops that take less effort, produce in abundance. We're able to use the Dominica Herb Association, ship it to another country while our government work on reducing the shipping prices first, and then take it to the international markets. It sounds like we've already created a strategic plan. What do you guys think? Amma? <laughs> Jody? You're <Hi>. so correct. <laughs> so you are right. We, When we look at diversification, we also have to look at taking one thing and looking at the maximum potential for it. Um, in preparing for this um, live, one of the things I did was look at things that can help us sustain ourselves, even if we were never to export one thing. And it was interesting because the first thing that came up was the coconut tree. And the coconut tree, I believe, is on our coat of arms. So it's very, you know, important to us uh, in terms of our economy and our livelihood. When you look at the coconut tree, you can use the trunk for a canoe, you can use the broom, you can, you can get leaves for weaving, you can use the husk for fire, you can use the shell to make activated charcoal for cleansing, um, you can use the shell for kitchen utensils, uh, you can use the food inside of the coconut, for oils, Jody does that. Um, raw food, milk, skin products. You use the water for electrolyte balance and hydration. And this is like one of the purest forms of water, which is like so good for us in terms of our health. We can have healthy desserts, our coconut cheese, confiti, patty cocoa. And then the medicinal value of the coconut oil as an antibacterial, antifungal, um, even for women, for like vaginal yeast infection and diaper rash, you can use coconut oil for that and for athlete's foot and ringworm. So when I researched all of that, I was like, whoa, just the coconut tree does that for us. So the potential to be self-sustainable, this tree alone has such vast medicinal value and benefit and it's readily available to us at almost zero cost, it is worth our while to look at how do we harvest and make use of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I was going to go back to Jody for her thoughts, but I think she is. Hey, Jody, you're here? Yes, you wanted to say something? Let's see if we have Jody. Jody, you're back? You're, you're muted. Yes. Yes, I think you were going to make a comment. No, no, no. It just cut off. So I just put it back on. Okay, no worries. Yeah. yeah, so for anyone who joined us late, you know, we're making two observations this evening. We're looking at how food prices are continuing and everything else uh, is con are continuing to rise. The prices are continuing to rise. But the other thing that we're seeing rising as, rising as well rising as well, I keep twisting my words, <laughs> rising as well, are NCDs. So we're talking about cancer, we're talking about diabetes, we're talking about stroke. So I'm happy that we have uh, Amma with us this evening. She's a registered nurse. So can you just tell us a little bit more about these NCDs that we keep hearing uh, on the rise and the connection between what we consume and these NCDs? Do you have time for your life? <laughs> we have some. I will focus on two that are my biggest pet peeve, cancer and, and um, diabetes. Um, Bushman and I talk a lot about this together um, through our phone calls. Um, this cancer thing, I, it, it drives me crazy. I, I think in Marigot, we just had two very young ladies 
dying of cancer and it broke my heart. I even put out something live that said, if anyone is dealing with cancer, please call me. I am willing to help and coach you for like no money. It probably even help you with some products and Bushman can join with his part of how his herbs come in. But in the hospitals that I am working in, this is not just a Dominica issue. This is a worldwide issue. I belong to a cancer group for Kenya, and I'm telling you the statistics in Kenya are mind-blowing. In my On my unit in the hospital, we have so many hospice cases coming in, patients at end of life that are coming in just to die. And I'm not talking about granny in her 80s and 90s or even 70s. I am talking about people that are my age. There's no racial discrimination with cancer. Everybody is being affected by it. And again, going back to the cause of cancer, we're looking at our food sources. So for example, I did a live where I talked about, I went home, I was purchasing a piece of land. I met the people in December of the prior year. I asked them to make sure that no matter what happened, do not put any glyphosate gramic zone on the land. After I purchased the land and I went there, some young men that were planting on the land had sprayed like almost one third of an acre with glyphosate. And I just hit the roof because I have been telling people one of the biggest causes of cancer in Dominica comes from soil contamination. The, the, the chemicals that we're using in the soil, the herbicides, the pesticides, the fungicides, we don't need this. Our soil has all the nutrients that we need. If you did a soil test, you would see that our soil has such heavy nutritional component. What you need in farming when you farm, if you follow regenerative agriculture practices, you need healthy fungi and bacteria. So if you see your plants with molds, if you see things not going the way you want them, it is because the soil doesn't have that balance in the microbiome. So that's where cancer is coming from. Um, and it's that's just one, a couple of the places. And this thing destroys what we call our mitochondria. Um, another thing that I've been looking at recently is magnesium deficiency. Um, worldwide, we're dealing with an issue of magnesium deficiency. That is the major trigger for mitochondrial dysfunction, which is the cell that makes our our energy, the cell that processes the glucose is the mitochondria. And when this thing becomes dysfunctional, this is the origin of cancer. And there's this big debate going on in the world. And the, the conventional medical doctors do not want to agree that this is the source of cancer. And we see ourselves going for stuff like chemo and radiation when you can use the herbs, you can use your food to cure your cancer. We just need the knowledge on that. And we can come back and do another live on that, Simone. But um, these two things, um, including diabetes, which also the magnesium deficiency drives diabetes because of course the same mitochondria is what is responsible for metabolizing your glucose in your body. So they're both related, the cancer and the diabetes. These are heavily related, but the cancer is my number one pet peeve because I think we, we got to do something about this in Dominica. And the biggest thing I can advise people on this show to do, one, throw away all those canned goods, throw away those packaged foods, Go down by, I think it's Mr. George, there's a seed store there in Roseau. Get some seeds and start planting your own food. This is how our people, our ancestors, people like Mapampo, this is how they live to be 100, disease-free. 
we have all that it takes in Dominica to be healthy. And we're seeing ourselves with non-communicable diseases that we can cure. We literally can cure these things with food. And I know Jody's a chemist there and, and, and Bushman can come in to um, supplement on the information that I didn't discuss, but we really got to start going back to the basics, throwing away those, those packaged foods because inside those foods are such terrible chemicals. If we had to read the labels, would never eat any of them. Anyway, so that's yeah, that. Yeah, and, and yeah. you're making some excellent points, um, Amma, because the way we eat at my house is we have this policy. If my, my grandparents would not recognize this food, we're not going to eat it, right? So my grandparents would not recognize, recognize anything in a can. My grandparents would never recognize anything that is overly processed. My grandparents would recognize beans and whole grains. So it's, it makes it easier for people to understand because I think a lot of times people uh, get confused about what they should and should not eat. Anything that your grandparents would not recognize, you should either reduce or eliminate the consumption of those those produce and i'm one for moderation so i'm not one to say you have to con co completely eliminate you know i know i'm a you're a radical you like throw it out but i'm one for more of moderation because i think sometimes being extreme can backfire so i say limit maybe make it 10 percent five percent of your meal options, but that at a 95% of your meal options should be the stuff that your grandparents can recognize so that you know that you're making healthy choices to potentially live to a ripe old age of, of, of 100. But Bushman, I want to come to you for your observations. And then Jody, I want to come to you because I want us to talk about a very important point you raised before about it is not just the food but the products we use in our hair, the products we use on our skin. And I also want us to not forget that when we talk about what we consume, we're also talking about the drinks, the alcoholic drinks, the smoking. So how does that all tie in to what we're eating? Because if we, I think we would all agree that when we are stressed, we are likely to make poor food choices, right? So now we have the increasing rates of, of health prices on healthy food we have stress which is causing us to eat poorly and now we have the connection between eating poorly consuming the right the wrong stuff putting the wrong products in our hair and our skin and now we're seeing the rise in these ncds because there is a linkage between what we consume what we put on our skin and in our hair there was a recent case that just found that the relaxers we were all using back in the 80s, the 90s. It, there's a connection between those relaxers and cancer. So the evidence is there that what we consume, what we put on our skin, what we put in our hair, there is a connection to this rising NCD. So how do we navigate all of this to ensure that we're still living a healthy lifestyle? But Bushman, I want to come to you as well in terms of you know, eating healthy, and what are your recommendations? Certainly. Um, I mean, I think first, you know, in my studies and in my research education, I believe first we need awareness. And, uh, you know, it, it's out there. Information is out there, but I, I still believe people a lot of people don't understand um, the severity of, of uh, the severity of eating those foods and the danger that they put their bodies through and, and their cells and their organs. You know, I think people don't understand that. So we need awareness, and then that should be followed by education. Once that they are made aware, right? Then we educate them. And, and that's why I really, really love having consultations with my clients. I like, I like to speak to people. I like to talk with people and help them understand what they're getting into, where they are and, you know, where they need to be. Okay. So eating 
folks, this is this is serious. All right, I'm not joking. Uh, I wasn't always this healthy spring chicken dude <laughs> you see right before you. Okay, I was not always a healthy person, but I had to work my way up after being aware of what was happening to me then i educated myself all right and then i put that into action so now i'm here so eating healthy should be a lifestyle it should be a lifestyle it should not be something that you treat like you treat your shoes or you treat your clothes okay you use it and you throw it away and then you get another one okay and and some people really treat their possessions better than they treat their bodies. And, and one thing I, I always teach is that you get one body. You get one body to work with. Treat that body right. You have one responsibility under your belt is to take care of that body that you possess. That's your home. That's your house. That's your domain. You take care of it. Your maker put you in charge of that body. Your body is not my responsibility. I can help you get that body right, but it's your responsibility, all right? We get one. Each person get one body. After that, that's it. You don't get a second one, okay? So your very existence depends You are listening on to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. To a portion of a program that we did on rising food costs and the need to maintain our health. So our speakers on the panel was Mrs. Jody Dublin Dangleban, the president of the Dominica Herb Association, our registered nurse, Miss Halima Thomas, out there in New Jersey. And in Florida, Mr. Cyril Bushman Brown. So a very engaging conversation. And for the rest of this conversation, you can log on to Q95 FM radio on YouTube, or you can simply go to Q95DA.com. So again, Q95DA.com for the rest of the interview. So as we continue along with the program, I mentioned before that there was a big announcement which came out of this program. And as a matter of fact, while we were still in the middle of the program, the CEO of Q95, Mr. Sheridan Gregoire, sent me a message to say that we will have a spin-off from our conversation and he is willing to have a program to uh, promote Dominican entrepreneurs, to create, to promote Dominica agro-processors, to promote the herbalist in Dominica. So this is a big announcement because this is the first time that this particular radio station is willing to promote entrepreneurs for free. Because as a business, uh, normally entrepreneurs, business owners are required to pay for promotion, but there is such great need in Dominica, especially as it relates to taking Dominican products beyond the borders of Dominica. So there is such great need that Mr. Gregor thought it was important to have a program that will allow entrepreneurs to come and showcase their work and to also have other important conversations surrounding being able to sell products internationally. So for example, we will talk about marketing, we will talk about uh, e-commerce, we will talk about potentially creating a, a, a 
cooperative. That's the word I'm looking for. A cooperative for the vendors who are too small to sell huge bulks. There was the possibility of creating a cooperative so that they too can benefit from international shipping of their products. So this is great news. So we're looking for entrepreneurs in Dominica. I've already put out a few phone calls to some important people who know everybody <laughs> so that they're able to help us along with this program. So stay tuned. Of course, I will have some updates for you right here on Untapped Potential as we continue to move Dominica, the Caribbean region, and our diasporan people forward in many ways. So again, it was great to be here with you for another episode of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. We look forward to being with you next week at the same time, 5.30 Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Untapped Potential uh, on TDN Radio. So until then, remember that your life story is your strength. The challenges you have faced in the past have prepared you for the challenges you face today. Remember to stay strong, stay positive, stay engaged, and stay active until we meet again next week. At the same time, you have yourself a productive week. Thank you.